0: Hello everybody and welcome to our first ever podcast recording of the NFL over unders. Um, me and my brother, Justin, Justin, say hello. Hello Zach. Justin saying hi from beautiful Denver, Colorado, and I'm here in Chicago and we are going to go over the NFL over unders for each and every team. We're going to take a division by division. Um, and each direction. So we'll start off with AFC North, NFC North, AFC East, NFC East, and we'll go on. But we'll break down each team, and we'll try to keep it quick. We don't want to be here super long, but to get through 32 teams, it's going to take a little bit of time. So, Justin, are you ready?
1: Yeah, I'm ready. Let's
0: go. All right. So, first, um, oh, I'd like to also mention that these odds are from Bovada. Bovada.com.
1: As of September 2nd.
0: So. Correct. We're gonna start off with the AFC North. Justin, the Steelers, ten and a half. The over is minus one hundred five, and the under is minus one twenty five. How do you feel about ten and a half for the Steelers?
1: This is so tough because like ten wins is like right around like where they should be, and they have they have a uh, they do play some relatively kind of like easy-ish teams like the Browns and the and the Bengals. But they also go to like places like Denver, and they also go to New Orleans late in the season, and and um, it's it's a little bit it's a bit difficult. And they also go to Jacksonville too at Jacksonville for a rematch of the uh of the AFC of the uh, AFC divisional game. So it's it'll be a little bit tough to get there, but I think I'm gonna go just slightly under. I think they'll be ten and six.
0: Okay. Um, do you, what do you think to go in the division? Baltimore, Cincinnati, Cleveland. Yeah, I think Cleveland two wins. Cincinnati, I would also say two wins. Baltimore, maybe they split. That's five wins right there.
1: I don't. Know. I would say I would say four and two in the division. I, I think the Bengals would steal one because of maybe Roethlisberger has a bad game or whatever, and you know because he's a as an older guy, you never know he's gonna like throw like four or five picks in the
0: four or five picks in a game just have one of those games. So Yeah, looking through their schedule, it does um they have some tough ones. They have the Chiefs, they have the Broncos, they do have the Raiders and the Buccaneers. Both are projecting to be weak teams. So you're saying oh under ten and a half, correct?
1: Uh yeah. Yeah I think it's under.
0: I I'm gonna I'm gonna agree with you. I think ten and six is right about where you want to be at minus 125? What do you say that's worth putting money on? Um I don't know. I wouldn't I wouldn't put money on it necessarily. Yeah, I'd stay away from this one as well. These odds are a little more interesting to me on the next team. We have the Ravens. Their over under is at 8, the flat 8. Um my feelings on this. Um the Ravens um, they have Joe Flacco still, and as long as he's their starter, um, I, I feel like eight wins is kind of tough, especially with the Steelers in your division, although you do have the Browns and Bengals, but I feel the Bengals are a little underrated anyways, their off season additions badly needed, mind you at wide receiver were John Brown and Michael Crabtree. Um, they lost Mike Wallace. I'm going to say under. For the ravens at plus 135 the over is minus 165
1: um i think they'll i think they'll find a way to get to eight wins because uh, joe Flacco seems more motivated this year and um he just i think like the lamar jackson dra- drafting got like got lit, lit a fire under his butt and i think he he seemed more motivated and ready to go in camp and he was playing like it and i think that might carry over into the regular season a bit and um their defense is still pretty good so i'd say like i just, and looking at their schedule here they they play new orleans at home they have – um they do not really they play the they play uh, they play the atlanta and kansas city back to back on the road in back to back week so that's kind of difficult
0: not only home that home i mean check out this non conference uh, stretch they have here at titans versus the saints at panthers that's pretty brutal in the middle of the season and then you had at falcons at chiefs and at Chargers?
1: Yeah, it's, yeah. Um, I guess when you put it that way, it's gonna be a little bit difficult. So I, I think I'll go. I think I'll go under.
0: I'm. I'm also gonna say under. And I would. Uh. Well, we'll get back to it in a moment. Bengals six and a half over minus one seventy-five under plus one forty-five. The Bengals, I I I think are a little underrated. Granted, they have Andy Dalton and Marvin Lewis back for a fifteenth year, but I think they're a little underrated. What say you?
1: I think they're kind of underrated too. They play, uh, they play, they um they have a tough stretch of the season where they might go one and three or two and two, depending on what uh, how how the ball rolls their way. So um, but they have like a but um, but October they should be 500 because they have Miami and Tampa Bay, um, both at home. They play uh, they play Oakland, and they play Cleveland twice. That might they might split those games. So I think I think they can get to a, I think they can get to seven wins.
0: And they start the season at uh, Indianapolis as well. Not yeah. a su- supreme team, and they uh, are at home against the Buccaneers, who is not a great team either.
1: Yeah, I think they can go into their bye week, uh, week nine. Um, definitely looking like um, definitely looking like three, like definitely like three and th- three and five or four and four. And uh, two of those wins should help. Should come in October, and because uh, they have a rough stretch coming up after the bye, they play New Orleans at home, and then they go to Baltimore, and then they play Cleveland. I think they could eke it out to eke it out to seven wins because their defense still is kind of decent.
0: Yeah. I mean, after the Colts' Week One, they do have a tough stretch to start um, at home against the Ravens, at the Panthers, at the Falcons. So that that could easily be a one in three start for the Bengals. But this, the number is six and a half. Um, they can beat the Browns twice. Um, they can beat the Broncos. I think they host the Broncos. They can beat the Colts. Um, that's four. You got to look for two more wins uh, or three more wins: Dolphins, the Bucks. That's six, and then maybe they can equal now against the Steelers. Um, it, it, that's kind of that's pretty tough. It's a tough schedule. So, what is your final choice, over or under?
1: I'd say over.
0: I am going to. I'm going to agree with the odds, and I'll say over as well. Okay. Now, the last place team, five and a half is the Browns number, minus 165 over, plus 135 under. How are you feeling about the Browns? I'm You uh, watched Hard Knocks, mm-hmm. and Hugh Jackson is all over the place. Uh, you would think he's, like, best buddies with the players and not their head coach. Yeah,
1: yeah.
0: But having said that, they have a ton of talent on this team and they had a good coach. The under on this might be seven, mm-hmm. but Hugh Jackson's a coach and it's five and a half because he's one in 31 in the last two years as a head coach. Yeah. I'm not, I'm I, I would not... probably lean under, but I feel like Tyrod Taylor comes starts for six games and then Brett Maker Mayfield comes in and I think he can light a spark and get this thing to six. How, how yeah. long do you think Tyrod Taylor or Tarod Taylor starts?
1: I think if they get off to a bad start and uh, Hugh Jackson gets fired, I think the switch will be made. Let's if if, say if they get off to – so their starting stretch, they're definitely to lose – they're most likely going to lose their first two games uh, at home for Pittsburgh and then at the Saints. And then only their first winnable game is um, New York at uh, on Thursday night against the Jets in New York City. And then they go on the road – Against the uh, the Raiders the next week, so they can be two and two. I think that first four game stretch will be very important because if they don't if they don't beat the Jets and they only beat like the the Raiders, they're like opening stretch. They could be uh, they could definitely be two and six here if they're not careful to start off the season.
0: I could see them starting two and two though, beating the Jets and beating the Raiders. I could see them beating the Ravens at home. Actually, uh, don't underestimate the Cleveland Browns' defense line. It is very, very good. Miles Garrett um, could be potentially a candidate for uh, leading the league in sacks by the end of the year. I just think he's that good.
1: I think he's good too. I just like I think yeah they definitely could start off two and two, but um, yeah. So so for their first first ten games, they've at home. At home for Pittsburgh, then away for the Saints. At home for the Jets, then away for Oakland. At back-to-back games at home for the Ravens and Chargers, and then I don't know. Then um, I think they could sh- they could theoretically start, I guess, five and five, but it would be it would probably be more like four and six. So I don't know. Things can go definitely terribly wrong though if, if Hugh Jackson stays. A while, and they if they suffer like a key injury or two,
0: then um yep. This is Browns see, after all.
1: Yeah, I could definitely see things going horribly. So it'll be uh a...
0: So what? What's your final decision? Over under five and a half Browns minus one sixty five over plus one thirty five under. I'm gonna go under. Under okay. Yeah, I I, like... I am gonna say over. I think Baker Mayfield comes in and gets a few wins at the end of the season. To rectify it.
1: They have a really kind of tough stretch at the end of the year. They've like they play at Carol- they play at home for Carolina, then at they have to go at Denver, and that's really really hard with the elevation. You know, playing on less than a week weeks rest. You know, on that sh- on Saturday on Saturday afternoon, play basically five and a half days after they play Carolina, and then um yeah. and then they put in high elevation no less, and then they come home for. Cincinnati, which I guess is a winnable, and then at Baltimore, which is really, really tough, too. But I think um, Baltimore's
0: out of it by then, so I think that game's a lot easier than it seems. That's my opinion. All right, we need to move on. Okay. All right. So, NFC North, the Vikings over under 10, over minus 150, under plus 130. Everybody um, seems to be loving the Vikings, especially at this number 10 right here of over-under. They do have a pretty tough schedule, but they're uh, one of the front runners for the Super Bowl this year. I'm going to say this preliminarily, and it, it begrudges me to say this as a Lions fan, I am going to say over
1: I think I think over two. They have a their defense is really, really deep and it will keep them in games and I think their offense will kind of like it might get it'll probably it'll probably get maybe like five to ten percent better with Dalvin Cook back and hopefully a hundred percent healthy. They'll improve the running game a whole lot. And um that'll be better, way better than Latavius Murray is last year or was last year. So I think uh I think the uh, I think the I think they'll hit eleven. I think they'll find a way to hit eleven wins.
0: Do you think they improve um, with Kirk Cousins at quarterback compared to how Case Keenum played last year?
1: I think so. Kirk Cousins uh, can really protect. Can really, uh, not is really good enough throwing interceptions, and I think he's he's a pretty decent he's a pretty decent quarterback. And Case Keenum couldn't play any well as well as you did last. Year. Couldn't play any better than he did last year. But um, so I think like I think the quarterback play will stay relatively the same with Dalvin Cook uh with Dalvin Cook coming in and improving the running game. I think they'll be a little bit, but they'll be able to move the ball better on offense on offensive uh on offensive drives. And with Dalvin Cook too, and the defense slowing them, slowing down that offense, slowing down those opposing offenses. I think they'll be able to close games better with Dalvin Cook.
0: That's true. I mean, he's coming off an injury, so we're not 100% sure how he'll be. But, I mean, it's an ACL at least, and they'll seem a lot more fixable these days. The one addition that I did really like for the Vikings was Sheldon Richardson. I think he's a really good player, and on that defensive line, as an extra addition to already uh, an elite defensive line. Mm -hmm. um, I think that's what puts them over 10 more than anything. I think he makes a big difference for that defensive line.
1: Yeah, my number one concern with them is their offensive line. They're, like, really – they're kind of thin up there. They just had to trade for a – they just had to trade for a center from – I forgot what team. But uh, they just had to trade for a new starting center, I think, that'll be, that'll be, that'll be starting for a couple of weeks while they get their offensive line healthy. So, that, that's – my one area of concern is the offensive line. It's, I think they'll hold up okay, but it's not, like, the greatest unit in, in the world. So, I think that yeah. that'll be the main concern for them.
0: And they have um, John D. Filippo as their new offensive coordinator, so that'll be interesting. With Pat Schumer going to the Giants as a head coach, we'll see what uh, D. Filippo is uh, made of with yeah. that much talent. Because Pat Shermer did an excellent job last year, so he's got Definitely. big shoes to fill.
1: Definitely, I think D. Filippo will bring some the same sort of inventiveness that that came from like the Eagles' offense over to the over to the Vikings. So that should be they should have a fun a fun a fun unit.
0: So. Okay, let's move on. We both say it over on the Vikings ten. Packers over minus one twenty five, under one oh five. Their number is ten as well. How do you feel about the Packers?
1: Um, I kind of like the Packers. Their defense—they got a new defensive coordinator, and uh, he is—he's going to be much better than um than than the previous than the previous coach. They signed uh the, Yeah, they signed him. And um I think he'll be a good addition. And
0: they I also think signed they'll Trayvon be, Williams as well.
1: Yeah, they'll be a much more co- cohesive unit and I think they'll be might be a little bit stumbling, but uh I think they'll be I think they'll be pretty good to go. And um I think they'll be they'll be I think they'll be right around ten wins because their, their schedule is surprisingly hard. So because uh, their first their first six games, they can definitely come out. Um, definitely five and one against the uh, with the only loss I see maybe being at the at the at the Vikings. Because they play Chicago and the Vikings to open up, then they go to Washington, then they play Buffalo at home, then at the Lions, and then at, and then home for San Francisco on Monday night, and that's going to the bye week at week seven. I think they can be five and one. They have a couple of tough games after that, and against the Rams, against in the Rams at in Los at Angeles. At the
0: Rams, at the Patriots.
1: Yeah, I think they're they're down the stretch. They'll be they'll hopefully be. It seems it might be a little bit easier, but I think they'll be right at that ten and six mark. So,
0: even with Do Aaron Rodgers, to- does Aaron Rodgers last the whole season?
1: I think he does. I think he will.
0: So you're so you're saying stay away.
1: Yeah, just stay away from me.
0: So This is a tough one because I think their is actually easier than you say it is. I think they beat the Bears twice this year. I think the Bears I don't I, I'm not as high in the Bears as the other people. Um, the Vikings, I think the Vikings beat them once and the Green Bay beats them once. So that's three and one right there. Redskins, Bills, five and one. Um, I think they lose one to the Lions. Um, I know I'm biased. I'm a Lions fan. Um, but they'll split there. So six and two. They have the Dolphins, the Seahawks, the Cardinals, the Jets. That's ten wins right there. Um, the Dolphins. I think they get. Uh, man, this is this is this is rough. But I'm going to say over for the Packers as well. I think they might actually win the division, for that matter. Um, but I'm going to say over. Okay, let's move on to my boys. What?
1: I don't think they'll win the division. I think uh, the Vikings are too talented, but the Green Bay will be probably just a game behind them. So I think the I'm one of those people that
0: thinks the hype is so much on the Vikings that people are just looking past their flaws, especially on the offensive line. Um, But, I mean, they do have a lot of other talent, and their offensive line played above par last year. But having said that, we need to move on. So you say stay away; they'll get ten exactly. I say over. Let's move on to my boys, the Lions. Seven and a half mm-hmm. over, even, under minus one thirty. I'll let you go first before I talk.
1: Okay, uh, looking at the Lions, their 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 preseason play wasn't exactly encouraging, and that's not the greatest nope. thing in the world. But uh, but their their defensive performance is not awesome, and. That kind of has the same, a lot of the same concerns as I had as last year because they had some very underperforming defenders like um, like, Manny Law, like, uh, like Lawson and Gerard Davis, was one of the worst, one of the low-key worst uh, linebackers in, in, the, in football last year. He might have been arguably the worst defender. So, and that was their first-round pick from last year. And that was before they switched defensive games with Matt Patricia, but that can't be positive going forward. And it seems like the strength of their team seems to be the offensive line. And that's where they really want to, that's where they built their team around. They've invested a lot of draft capital into in pretty much every position on the offensive line. So that's where they're going to build their, that's where they're going to build their strength. The defensive line isn't that strong, but I think that their offensive line is going to, they're going to rely on their offensive line to keep up Matt, keep Matt Stafford up and then hopefully establish the running game. And what, the way the running game needs to be effective is if, the defense is if the defense is relatively effective. So I'm not sure that the defense can support the, the running game as much, and that's my concern with them. But having said that, I think that they are talented on offensive enough to, to punish these defensive teams, and I think that they're going to go 8-8 because I think, go think Matt Stafford is too good to go
0: 7-9. So you're not a believer in Matt, Patricia, huh?
1: Um, I think a little bit I am, but it's just gonna take a it's just gonna take a little while for the defense to get in to get in rhythm, but I don't think like they really added a bunch of defensive talent either to help like change things or improve things.
0: So. Well, I'm glad that they have the Jets on Monday night to open up the season. I think that's a great start to go against a rookie quarterback, build up that confidence before they do have a rough um, schedule at 49ers versus the Patriots at home on Sunday night, and then at the Cowboys, at home against the Packers. Um, they, have a lot of, they have a lot of tough opponents, but I'm always the optimist. Seven and a half seems low to me. I thought this would be eight and a half, actually, because they were nine and 17 last year, and they didn't um, necessarily look great at times last year, but they still managed to get nine wins. I'm going to say, especially at even odds, I'm gonna say over, and you say over too, right because you said eight and eight, yeah, all right right now we have you have two overs. I have three overs to the NFC North. Maybe we just think the NFC North is really strong. I mean, it is a really strong division this year mm-hmm. um, all right let's let's move on uh, to the bears um, Bears, the over under is seven. the over is minus one thirty. The under is even odds. I'm going to gladly, and there's also a little bias as well, but I, everybody is high on the Bears, especially after the Cleo Mack trade, which no doubt improves their defense and makes them a probably a top five defense, but the way their front seven is built. I just don't, I'm not a believer in Mitch Trubisky. I think he was completely a, a misfire of a draft pick. And I, I, I don't think their offensive line is that great either for that matter. Um, the receivers, Taylor Gabriel. Um, I, I don't understand that signing really. I think he's more of a guy that's like a dome, a dome player. Um, Anthony Miller, I like a lot. That's my favorite draft pick. I think they overpaid for Allen Robinson as well and overpaid for Kyler Fuller on defense, but they didn't overpay for Matt. Cause Matt is worth every dollar. Um. Mm-hmm. Actually, after thinking about that trade a little more, I like the trade for them. Although, two front, if it backfires, if the offense is as bad as I think it will be, um, that trade is going to end up looking really bad, giving up two first-round picks. So I say the Bears go 6-10, and 5-11, and, and they're left scrambling yet again.
1: Okay. I think they might just go – I think it might be closer to a push, maybe a little bit over – because they have a pretty easy, um, they have a pretty easy uh, first, they have a pretty easy first five games that I think can um, can get the hype train going a little bit for them, and I think it'll get like some confidence boost because they play at Green Bay next Sunday night, and that I think that'll be a loss. But they play at home against Seattle on Monday night, and I think that could be a win. And then they travel to Arizona um, coming travel to Arizona and they're like a team in transition too. And I think that the bears have more talent on defense to maybe, maybe stop the Arizona offense. That is definitely moving into a different direction on both sides of the ball as well. And then they play week four is Tampa Bay. And uh, I believe um James Winston might not James Winston will be coming off suspension. Then he might not even, and uh, the coach and the team has said he might not even start week, start week four. So we could have another Ryan Fitzpatrick, Tampa Bay game there. So and they're a pretty weak team that the Bears I think they're more talented than Bears. And then they have a bye week and then they go to uh Miami week week six. And I think those that's very that's a very beatable team too. So I think they could definitely start five and five and one or four and two. Or uh sorry, uh, uh four and one or three and two and that will pretty much uh That'll that'll get them to almost almost there almost like halfway through, and then. But uh, yeah, I think I think they'll be. I think they'll end up at seven wins. Is my long way,
0: Short Okay, so you say push as well. Yes. Okay. All right, but we both agree: Lions over, Vikings over. Mm-hmm. All right, let's move on. AFC East: the Patriots, eleven minus one forty over, plus one ten under. Um, man, this is uh. I feel like the it, the Patriots, their division is so bad. You f- you feel like it's six and zero oh automatically. The Dolphins, Jets, and Bills all near the bottom of the league, and um, especially in Vegas, and win wins projected. Mm-hmm. Um, that it's like six free wins, and all they gotta do is win. Six other other ten games, so basically it goes six and four outside of the division. Um, I'm going to say over here.
1: I'm going to say uh, I'm going to say over two, because um yeah, their division is really tough. Even though I think like maybe like the Jets can steal a game from them or something, something goofy like that. But um, but yeah, they they're out of out of division opponents are pretty are not very some although like at Jacksonville week two is pretty can be tough is will probably be pretty tough and then Detroit and then Detroit's very beatable uh Indianapolis is very beatable Kansas City's a hard one but, um Green Bay's a little bit tough um but I think I think they will get to a
0: uh, 12 wins though okay fair enough they added Marquis Flowers but then they uh, cut them um they have Adrian Claiborne as an addition. Jeremy Hill is on the roster. Um, Jordan Matthews, I believe, made the roster as well. Um, and not a lot, not a ton of additions here. They lost Dion Lewis. They lost Malcolm Butler. But well, this is the Patriots we're talking about in a really weak division. So over. Okay, Dolphins mm-hmm. six and a half. The Dolphins. I I think people are a little. Um, you know, the Dolphins. I don't think are as bad. I think Adam Gase is a good coach. I think he can get them to seven and nine. Seven and nine is my prediction for them. Over under. Um, over minus one thirty five. Under plus one hundred five. There's a reason it's minus one thirty five at six and a half. I I, I think they get the seven wins. I'm gonna say over.
1: I think they're right around that like six ten, seven and nine, six and ten, seven and nine route because it all depends if. Uh, if um, Ryan Tannehill gets injured again. Um, their backup quarterbacks are the quarterback is Brock Osweiler right now. Brock Osweiler and David fails.
0: The and Brock and chip.
1: Yeah. So if so if Ryan Tannehill goes down with another injury even for like a week or two, that could definitely take him out of out of contention. Even though that defense is kinda of decent and we'll be able to keep him in game. I just don't know how like their offense will, will be able to function
0: very well with their quarterback play. Okay, so what are you saying Over or under six and a half?
1: I think it'll be. I think it'll be a, a slight
0: over. Okay, we will say right, over. I guess it's. I guess it's a stay away. No, stay away. Sorry, just stay away. From you gotta pick one at six and a half. You know. Yeah, this is, this is the game. Um, um, I'll go over, slight over. All right, that's what I'm saying. Seven and nine. It's about as yeah, slight I- as it gets.
1: Yeah, I'll say seven and nine
0: too. Okay. Um the next one, Jets. Six. Over, even under minus one thirty. Six and ten jets. Seven and ten jets. Sam Darnold as a quarterback. Seven and nine. He's ones? their starting quarterback, their first round draft pick. I think I mean this I is think, the Jets we're talking about.
1: I think I think they're good enough to get to seven and nine. I think that uh so looking at their schedule here, their last uh they uh they play a pretty a decently a surprisingly hard schedule out of conference, out of division. They play like at Jacksonville, at at home for Denver, home for Minnesota, and then um the last three games are, are home for Houston and Green Bay and then at New England. So they have a pretty tough out of division schedule, but I think that they can They can beat up the other teams in the division, especially the dolphins and bills pretty well. And, um, and I think they can get like, they can go three and one against those two teams. So they only need four more wins everywhere, anywhere else. And I think they can find it against Cleveland, maybe against Detroit if, if Detroit is, uh, is having an off night defensively and, um, and that defensive line isn't playing well. And, uh, I think I think they can get the seven wins. I'm confident they can get the
0: seven So you're seven. saying over? Yeah. All right. I'm going to say stay away at 6-10 and 10 exactly. They were 5-11 and 11 last year. I see them as a, like a one-win improvement. And like you said, tough schedule. They're playing seen the AFC South and the NFC North and then a few other teams. But those two divisions alone are pretty rough. They'll play the Patriots twice. That's two losses. I think Miami gets a win against them as well. They'll beat Buffalo twice, I believe. Um, but I'm going to say 6 and 10 sounds right about right. I feel like they're just as competitive as they were last year, but not any better necessarily. Okay, let's go on to the Bills. Last team in the division. As you can tell, we're super high on them. <laughs> um, yeah, Over-under is 6, make over time. plus 160, cool. and under is minus 200. And that's,
1: that's yeah, they 6. Feel- yeah, they feel like um, they definitely feel like a a four and twelve team for sure because they're they're re- rebuilding on both sides of the ball. Josh Allen's gonna have a lot of growing pains, and I think they will. Uh, I think they will struggle mightily. There's year. a reason
0: Josh Allen fell to them. It's because a lot of people don't believe in him, and I am one of those non-believers. He's gonna throw some absolute bullets from ten yards away. And he might hit hit a couple deep receivers, but he's also going to overthrow them by 20 yards probably too. And a lot of interceptions to boot as well. Or we'll just see the ball kind of going everywhere. This is kind of the same problem I have with Deshaun Kaiser coming out of college as well. Just a rock out of an arm, Mm -hmm. but no accuracy. I mean, his completion percentage Mm -hmm. in college, Josh Allen, is under 60%. And that's at Wyoming going against... um, pretty even competition that Wyoming goes against. It wasn't like elite competition. I don't think he had incompetent receivers. That's the excuse that his camp had was that, or generally in, in the public was that his receivers weren't good at Wyoming, but we've seen good quarterbacks at small schools before succeed with a higher completion percentage um, with similarly level skilled receivers. So I'm going to say, way under here and minus 200 it's still those odds aren't great um but yeah it's worth taking i think so
1: yeah looking yeah looking at their schedule they don't even have a winnable game i don't think so i mean we don't even need to look at their
0: schedule we know what kind of talents on this team and it's nothing good All right, let's move on to the NFC East. We don't need to waste any more time on the Bills. I'll be seeing Bills Ravens, by the way, next week in the opener in person. So I'll get to see that, um, I guess, show up front. Okay. NFC East. The Eagles over under 10, over minus 125, under minus 105. How do you feel about the Eagles?
1: I think they will be. Uh, I think they will be. Um, I think they'll be right around ten and six, eleven and five again. As uh, again, they were thirteen still, like, and three last year. County. I mean, yeah, they'll be. I mean, yeah, they'll be around that area again. And I think they still have just as much talent as they do last year, even though Carson Wentz is taking a, a minute to get to get healthy. I think Nick Foles will be fine for the first quarter of the season, and because uh, they don't play like exactly the strongest schedule outside of. Atlanta, the first game of the year for the first month. And I think they'll have more cohesiveness than Tampa Bay or Indianapolis or maybe even Tennessee. And I think they'll, I think they'll be ready for when, um, when Carson Wentz maybe comes back against Minnesota week five. And I think they'll, I think they will be 12 or they will be 12 or 13 wins again.
0: Yeah. I'm just trying, I'm going through the schedule and what I think are your losses. Um, I think they win the opener. I think that place is going to be going nuts and they'll have enough energy. Um, but besides that, I think they lose to the Vikings. The Vikings come in a revenge game for them. I think they lose to the Jaguars. They also host the Jaguars at home, but I think they lose that one. Um, I think they lose to the Rams. And I'll, I, I'll throw in one random loss as well. I, I'm seeing 12-4, and four, so I'm definitely going to say over here. Zach, their they're,
1: uh, they're Jaguars game a London
0: one. Oh, Oh, yes, 8.30 a.m. Yes, I'm looking at the schedule. Hmm. That makes it a little more interesting. All right, I'll take uh, That's a loss, but it's still 11 and 5 even. And that's still over. Mm-hmm. So are you going to say over as well? Oh, okay, yeah. Let's move on. Cowboys, 8.5, over, even, under, minus 130. Justin, I like free money. I don't think the Cowboys have gotten any better. In fact, I think they've gotten worse, especially through injuries in the offseason, especially to their offensive line, whether through illness or actual injury. Um, that offensive line is their strength. Yeah. Um, they, they don't have strength at wide receiver. Um, Dak Prescott didn't look necessarily great last year at all. They were 9-7 and seven somehow, this team. Where they're, def- they're definitely regressing. So I'm going to say under. And at a minus 130, that's pretty good odds for under um, for me to take because I, mm-hmm. I I think it's guaranteed they go under the, that this number, eight and a half.
1: Yeah, I just don't think they have enough talent on offense. Uh, Z- Ezekiel is going to have to do pretty much everything on offense this year because the the lack of playmakers around them. And uh, and I think Dak Prescott isn't a guy that will, like, throw you to win games. He has to have a lot of help, I think. And uh, I think that um, he needs, like, the open. Open running game to like really, to really help. He needs a lot of help, and I don't think he'll get that this year. And their defense hasn't really gotten a bunch better, even though like their first round draft pick, as the linebacker. They're uh, they ha- they haven't really gained a bunch of talent on defense since last year, and I think they'll be around. So yeah, they'll be seven and nine, six and ten this year. I think. Okay. I think this will be the year, Jared. Jason Garrett is fine. We'll
0: see. He's he's managed to stick around this long somehow. Um, Let's move on. Um, The Giants, new head coach, Pat Shermer. Um, Their over-under is 7, minus 145 over, plus 115 under. At 7, I I think the Giants are going to make a big step up this year with Pat Shermer as a head coach. Um, he's, he has more talent to work mm-hmm. with than he ever did in Cleveland when he was the head coach. And he clearly proved last year that he is a very competent um, coordinator and a coach, especially of an offense. That's better than Ben Beck could do. I'm going to say the Giants finish 8-8. Eight and eight. I'm going to say over. Yeah, it'll be,
1: yeah, I think they'll be right around there because their first half of the season is brutal. They they start off at Jacksonville at home and Dallas. That's kind of easy. Then they have this and they have like a five week stretch where they go at home for, at home for, at the, at the Texans, home for the Saints, at the, at the Panthers, at home for, home for the Eagles. And then at the, at the Falcons. And that's pretty, that's pretty rough. So I think they'll, I think they'll start off bad, bad enough where they might not be able to get in playoff contention, but they could charge back to the back half, back half of the year. And really come on strong, but um, so I think, I think they go, you know what? I'll say eight and eight too. I think they're going to go eight and eight based on that back half back half schedule, and like a lot of these teams could be falling out. Like they play the tennis, they play the Titans and Colts and back to back weeks, and most those teams could be, could be on the on the fringes or off the playoff path by then. So yes, I think, I think they. They have some winnable games. Down so, you're there.
0: going Barkley, rookie of the year, I think they'll.
1: Um, I think so. He'll be really helping out Eli a bunch, and I think they'll. I think they'll milk him for everything, because he's super talented and pretty much indestructible. So, I think he'll he'll help them a bunch, and I think he'll be rookie of the year probably. Unless, unless Baker Mayfield comes out of nowhere and just like
0: destroys. What about Sam Darnold? Gets like seven. W-
1: Sam Darnold could, started. but I think the Jets would have to make the. Play. But I think Sham Darnold would have to make the playoffs
0: for him to get rookie of the year. That's fair. Um, ah, yeah, you don't have to make the playoffs to get rookie of the year necessarily. If they if he goes seven, get seven eight wins with good stats, I think it's very doable. And I believe he's at seven to one or eight to one. So I'm or six or seven or eight to one last time I checked. Um. I think that's pretty good um odds to risk that on. But let's move on. The Redskins mm-hmm. 7 -120 over -110 under. Are you a believer in Alex Smith?
1: I think he'll be good. He doesn't throw the ball, he doesn't turn the ball over at all. And and uh my concern is that the running game is is going to be a bit of a is going to be a bit of an issue with uh Chris Thompson, Adrian Peterson, um, running back by committee, but but I think it'll be I think they'll be okay, and I think they'll only get to a I think they'll get to a seven wins, and I think it'll be a push.
0: Okay, I I like the Redskins a lot this year. I'm gonna say over. I think they go nine and seven, or the run for a wild card at ten and six. I think Alex Smith is an ex- extremely Major improvement over Kirk Cousins for that offense. Kirk Cousins and Jay Gruden didn't really seem to get along. They just seemed to coexist. Or rather the whole organization in Kirk Cousins, I should mean. I think Kirk Cousins is a little overrated. That's what I was was hesitant on the Vikings um, at that number over under number of 10. But I do feel that the Redskins are primed for something good. If their defense can step up, their run defense was bad last year. But, I mean, they play, They faced the Cardinals, the Colts, the Cowboys twice, which we've talked about already, the Buccaneers. Um, they played the Giants, the Titans. They played the Giants twice. I think they could win one of those. I think they could beat the Titans. I, they have a lot of talent on offense, especially at the wide receiver position, to do some damage with Alex Smith, at quarterback. So I'm going to say over mm-hmm. eight. Uh, nine and seven, ten and six, dreading for a wild card. Okay, we're halfway okay. through. Well, now we're gonna move on to the West. The AFC West. One of the more fund divisions in football due to its unpredictability this year. The Chargers, nine and a half over minus one ten, under minus one twenty. What you're feeling about? Nine and a half are the Chargers.
1: I think I kind of like them. They're uh, they've had some injuries, you know, this year with uh, with Jason Verrett going down, and then um and then um Joey Bosa's had a foot injury and Hunter is Henry, always hurt. He's got yeah. He's uh and then Hunter Henry going down. Even though they resigned, to Antonio Ant- Antonio Gage mm-hmm. today, he'll be he'll he'll be there. I think he'll be fine, but um. But I think they I think they can get to ten wins. Their defense is pretty good and their pass rush is, is a when Bosa's healthy. And uh Yeah, I think I think Bosa will be generally fine though. But um their their defense is pretty deep and uh but I think they will I think they'll be I think they'll be okay. And I think they can get to uh, I think they can get to ten wins.
0: So last year, Kansas City, ten and six, Chargers, nine and seven. Oakland six and ten, Denver five and eleven in this division. I nine and a half, and the Chargers seem to be everybody's darlings. But this is the Chargers we're talking about. Um, like you said, they've had a lot of injuries in this division. Oakland and Denver, not great teams. Nine wins seems about right for them, though, because of the way they finish some of these games, but looking at their schedule, um, I think they're primed for something good this year. I think they can beat the chiefs in one game. The chiefs are going to definitely be their toughest opponent, but they'll beat the bills at the Rams. No 49ers. They play the 40. So this is another thing we got to point out. When I say they play the 49ers at home, this is the Chargers home stadium where a team like the 49ers is basically going to be the home team because the Chargers have, like, no fan base. Um, mm-hmm. So it seemed like the 49ers coming into their stadium, I, I would think the 49ers would be heavily favored in that. Um, they play the Seahawks, the Raiders, the Cardinals, the Ravens, the Broncos twice, the Oakland twice. Whew. Nine wins. It's going to be so close. They're going to be 9-7 and seven again or 10-6. and six. I'm going to lean under for the Chargers just because of the way they like to blow late-season games. I think they lose at the Browns. I think that'll be the deciding one. So you're going to say over. I'm going to say under. Yeah. Okay. Let's move on to the Chiefs. All right, the Chiefs. I love the Chiefs. I think they're – it. this 8.5 doesn't really make sense to me. I think they're a really good team this year. I'm going to say over.
1: Yeah, I love the Chiefs too. They're they're over too. They have a lot Patrick, Patrick Mahomes has a lot of help on offense, which is gonna be great for him, and I think he can make enough right decisions to keep the offense from falling off not that far from Alex Smith this year at least. And that defense is that defense is still pretty strong and they're getting Eric Berry back. And they're they're a pretty good unit overall, so I think they're I think they're gonna be good this well, year.
0: getting Eric Berry back off 97%. of an Achilles injury though, so which is normally the hardest one to come back from. Um, yeah, I, I don't I'm, think their defense is as strong as you make it sound it is. I still think it's one of their weaker points. They didn't have a first-round pick. They used their second-round pick this year on Breland Speaks from Ole Miss and their third-round pick on Derek Nadi from Florida State. Their whole draft is actually defensive players. <laughs> a second-rounder, two third-rounders, a 4th and two six. Um. So they definitely tried addressing it in the offseason as, as much as possible. Um, their offseason additions as well, Chad Henney back up. Anthony Hitchens was their big signing. And Sammy Watkins, he got three years, $48 million, $30 million guaranteed for Sammy Watkins. That's a little bit of overpayment, I, mm-hmm. I, I feel. Yeah. But, so that's that's a pretty shocking. But nonetheless, Sammy Watkins is still an upgrade um, from what they had before. Um, and we both like, basically their offense is going to be Patrick Mahomes uh, chucking it deep down the field and their receivers running after the ball. If, if you could tell it from the preseason. There's one preseason throw where he throws it 68 yards in the air to Tyree Kill. And I think we can expect a lot of those mm-hmm. types of plays. Yeah,
1: that, that was amazing. And I think, yeah, I think their offense is going to be explosive and they can just out, out shoot people in some games. I think they're 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 probably gonna have a lot of overs this year because it's just their offense and how, with their explosive ability, but um, but I think I think their offense can carry them in the nine even against where their defense might struggle against. All right. Some of these high high, high oxygen opponents like the like the
0: Rams and the Chargers and the Steelers. Maybe. All right, let's move on. So the team that traded away Khalil Mack. <laughs> Their over-under is 7.5, minus 110 over, minus 120 under. They're playing in a pretty tough division. They have a tough... um, They play the NFC West um, as one of their non-conference schedules, and the AFC North as well. So they have a pretty uh, tough schedule, along with the fact that they are the oldest team in the NFL, I believe. John Gruden brought in a lot of veterans. Um, mm-hmm. How do you feel about this team? They still have Marshawn Lynch and Doug Martin at running back.
1: Yeah, I'm not. I'm not crazy about them because obviously they lost Cleo Mack, and he was not only the best player on the team, but he was also a big, uh, big locker room presence. And after the trade went down, like all the Raiders teammates were like in shock and awe. So I think it'll take. So I think it'll take a little while for John Gruden to even regain the locker room or try to give, try to earn their trust about why they traded away Quill Mack. And I think that'll take a minute where they can maybe get like where they might be unfocused on the road, maybe against like at Miami early on, where they could lose a game or two, and a surprising game or two against a, I guess a technically quote unquote lower quality opponent. So I think they're going to go under this year. I think while we'll t- it'll take a minute for the shock to like the Quill Mac shock to get over. And for John Gruden to install like the Gruden way and stuff like that, so I think they'll be. Uh, I think they'll go. I think they're going six and ten this year. I mean, look at
0: all these additions. Um, Marcus Gilchrist, one year, four million dollars. Old guy. Doug Martin, old guy, one year. Jordy Nelson, also old guy. That's why he got cut from Green Bay. Two years, fifteen million. To hear Whitehead, he's um, on the downside of his career, but he signed for three years, six million a year. These are to tell you people they're in on defense. Their defense wasn't strong last year, and that was with Khalil Mack. So, I, I don't see a lot of good signs for this Raiders team. They have Amari Cooper still on that team, which was who was very frustrating last year with a lot of drops and failing to get separation. Um, Marshawn Lynch is still on the team as well. He he looks he's starting to look a little old. <laughs> He already was old coming out of retirement to play for them. Under. I'm gonna say under for sure. We're both saying under. Um the odds in that are minus yeah. one twenty, so those are not bad odds. But let's move on. The Broncos, last team in the FC West. Seven is their over under. Minus one sixty over, minus one thirty under. How do you feel about Case Keenum, Justin? Can you repeat what he did last year?
1: I'm not sure it'll be tough because their offensive line isn't super awesome. They had a, they've had a lot of misfires there, um, in the last couple of years, like through free agency, and they've had to, they've had to let go of some high priced uh, some high priced uh, some high priced shots there. And um, their off- offensive playmakers will be okay. And Case uh, K- K- Keenum can do well if he's given like the right system. And I don't know if like the Broncos really have the right like right playmakers around them to allow him to succeed. They'll have to lean on the running game a lot. I know you, you're high on Royce. Yes. the rookie for this year. And, and uh, but so, so I think they'll have to really lean on the run game to, to shorten games for that defense, which is, which is pretty good. That added Bradley Chubb. And so I think their pass rush will be great. And, but the thing about pass rush is they have to uh, – the way pass rushes can be awesome is if they get leads in the game. And I don't know if they'll be able to get too many leads with their offense this year.
0: That's a good point. They were 5-11 and 11 last year. Um, are they good enough to get three more wins to get over seven? And it's pretty tough. I, they, they do play the Raiders twice. I think they beat them twice. They open up against the Seahawks. I think that's going to be a, actually a very interesting game. That's at Denver. Um, I guess we'll get a good test of how good that defensive line is because Seattle's offensive line is supposedly improved, but not great. So they should dominate Seattle's offensive line seemingly, but can they run and run Chase Russell Wilson? I don't know, but I digress. Um, seven wins seems about right for the Broncos, but I'm not expecting a lot out of this team with Case Keenum at quarterback. Um, I actually I like the Paxton Lynch draft choice at the time but he has proven to be um a nightmare choice for the broncos um and it's this it yeah he got cut yes today. and he got cut today so it's decisions like that that have stung the broncos um the past couple years and going into this year as well by having to settle for case keenum i i like case keenum mm-hmm. i root for the guy but i'm going to say under i i think the receivers on denver get a little old too and haven't played up to their potential in a while. Granted, the quarterback situation's been terrible, but I'm going to go on yeah. here. I, I see. Sense. I see them as six and ten, five and eleven again.
1: Yeah, their the coach Vince Joseph isn't
0: a very no. Coach that, yes, that is very so true. He makes Joseph. a lot of bad decisions,
1: and uh, they've mismanaged personnel a lot over the past couple years, except Bradley Chubb, which was like an obvious no brainer pick. But um, um to the
0: Browns. But they uh they.
1: Yeah, they're they're over under they're over one sixty. The odds aren't as great as the under I don't see eight and eight happening as much as six and ten, so I think I'll go under as well.
0: Okay. Now we're gonna move on to the embassy west. The Rams. Ten is their number. Over minus one thirty, under even. How do you feel about the Rams, Justin? This is your team. I'll let you go first.
1: Uh, the Rams. The Rams are still pretty talented. They they added even more talent on defense with you know a kid a quick a to and then Nadam Canseco. And so what their what their defense is missing pretty much is, is edge rushing, which uh, which um which would be a problem. But they're hoping that two and they're hoping that chew and Aaron Donald could be good enough up the middle, where they where the edge rushing could be a little
0: bit less. Who are the edge rushers? But um
1: um. Matt Longacre is one of them and uh, he's not, he's, he's okay, but they have like very inexperienced edge rushers and uh, and there, there's, there isn't like a premium talent that you'd see normally in a Wade, Wade Phillips defense. And, uh, and I think that that'll be the problem on defense and it's, it'll be really hard for them in offense for them to maintain the same health level on, on the offensive line. They uh they pretty much missed only like one game from a starter last year on off, on the offensive line and that was when they sat some starters. So with uh with John Sullivan and uh, Andrew Whitworth both getting up there in age, it's really hard to see that they might not miss one or two games from from health wise anyways. And uh and uh Jamon Brown is already missing a couple games, uh one of their guards is um from a drug suspension. So uh so they'll they're having they'll have some trouble on the offensive line, but I think their playmakers around them are even better with Brandon Cooks. I think he could be better than Sammy Watkins. He's def, he's same level of dynamic dynamicism, dynamicism, plus a uh, plus the more viable hands than Sammy Watkins. So uh, I think that their offense won't miss a beat. Their offense won't miss a beat as much. Sean McVay is still a really awesome offensive coach. So I think I think they'll be. Ten and six because they do they do play some tough games both at Denver which is always tough at Denver and then they play the then they play the Eagles and the and the Vikings again so I think it'll be tough and they don't play uh and they're not playing a home game they're missing they're losing a home game to Mexico City against Kansas City so
0: tough place to play. uh, Yeah, I think 10 and six sounds right about right. So you're saying stay away at 10. Yeah. Yeah. All right. So the Rams, I think they beat the Seahawks and the Cardinals twice this year. But you're, you are correct in that. So this is their DNs. Ryan Davis, Morgan Fox, John Franklin Myers, Justin Lawler, Ethan Westbrook. Um, I would say most of those people, two, two of them are rookies. One is experienced of three years. Ethan Westbrook has five years of experience. Morgan Fox is three. Ryan Davis has seven. But if you talk to the casual NFL fan, they'll have no idea who those guys are. And that is not a good sign. They have the best defensive tackles in the league. The rotation is amazing with Michael Brockers included. We didn't even mention him. And Dominic Easley, I think, is a little underrated. Um, I see them moving, especially Aaron Donald, like outside as well. Wade Phillips is a very good defensive coordinator. I like the Rams. I They're all in on this season. And I'm going to say over. I think they go 11-5, 12-4. Let's move on to the 49ers. This might surprise you. Eight and a half is their over-under. Maybe that doesn't surprise you. But the over is plus one twenty-five. The under minus one fifty-five. I thought people people would be jumping on the Jimmy G train after last year. Eight and a half is their I think, number.
1: I think I think the Jimmy G train. I think people were going to jump on them, but then they uh, but um the injured the, the ACL tear, Derek McKinnon yesterday. Really, um, really, I think Danford a lot of hopes that their offense could be could reach levels that they potentially could. As people thought, he's, he, as he's, uh, as, one of the most highly paid running backs, I think the most highly paid running back this offseason, they're hoping that, um, they're hoping that they can be that offensive spark out of, out of the backfield that Jimmy G can be, that their security blanket that Jimmy G can throw to and also can make screen and also be that, like, Swiss Army knife out of the backfield that they need him to be, that they needed to be. But, uh, but now that he's gone through the year, I think people are a little, a little down on the offensive now, offense now. That's going to be the, uh, that, that Alfred Morris is going to be in the rotation. This is game. an
0: offense that and um, scored 40 plus points against the Jaguars last year.
1: Yeah. And that's, that's true, but it'll be, it'll be a little bit hard I think because they, they do play some, some hard games against at, they do play some hard games on the road at Kansas city at the chargers. I guess that don't be as hard as on the road, but they play at green Bay too. And, um, but, so I think they'll, I think they'll struggle a little bit, but I don't think they'll get the nine and seven.
0: So you're going to say over. I I think they will be, I think they will be eight and eight. So I'm saying. Under, eight. okay. I think nine and seven sounds right about right. I think they do make the step up. Very similar. The Lions uh, were 0 and 16, San Francisco 1 and fifteen, two and 14. A couple of years ago, then they made the step up to 6 and 10. Um... Similar to Lions, they went 6-10, and and then they broke out the next year. At plus 125, over 8.5, those are excellent odds. That's one of my favorite ones. I thought this number was going to be 9 or 9.5, and and I was going to have to think about it, but not at 8.5. I think 9 and 7 is very good. They've done a good job building this team up. Um, They showed flashes of greatness at the end of the season last year, and I think it'll carry over to this year. I don't think Jerick McKinnon injury hurts them one way or the other, quite honestly. I mean it doesn't help them, but overall, I don't think it does Seahawks we move, we'll move on to them over under eight hmm. over plus one fifty under minus one eighty so while that number is eight, there's not much hope money wise or amongst the gamblers that they're gonna give up above eight. Do you agree with the betting public justin
1: i i I agree. I think they they don't have they lost a lot of talent on the uh there's not as talent rich as they have been in years past, and I think that it'll take a minute for them to restock the cupboard a bit. Take them a season to restock the cupboard. I think they'll be getting a lot of young guys on defense in there too. And so I think it'll be a little bit of a transition year for them. So I think they'll be around seventy nine, eight, and eight.
0: Yeah, I mean Russell Wilson can run around all he wants, but and I've heard some good things about their offensive line improving i don't know how much the most they added was um, dj fluker um i think they added some in the draft but nothing significant um they added Jeron brown as a wide receiver janikowski kicking for the seahawks now um Barkevious mingo was their big defensive signing sent it to your deal worth six and six point eight million dollars with incentives <sighs> The Seahawks, they have that name brand, especially with Russell Wilson and quarterback. Earl Thomas is, he hasn't practiced, right?
1: Uh, no, he's been holding up.
0: Yeah, exactly. So that's not good for them coming into the season either. He's one of their top leaders. They've lost a lot of people. Um, I'm going to say under as well. At that minus 180, I would not even advise taking that because they are the Seahawks. And Russell Wilson has been known to do some really good things. Um I would say stay away, but my guess is under, and you're saying under as well. All right, let's move on to the last team in the NFC West. The Cardinals, Sam Bradford at quarterback, Mike Glennon signed as a backup, and let's not forget Josh Rosen also drafted in the top 10 this year. Their over-under number number is 5.5, over minus 190, under plus 155. Um, I'm surprised with those kind of odds that this didn't move up to 6 or 6.5. I'm going to say over for the Cardinals. I think their defense is still very good and can win them a few games, especially in Arizona. They seem to play much better. And I think Sam Bradford actually stays healthy for three quarters of the season. If they start losing, they move on to Josh Rosen. I'm going to see what he has, but I actually like the Sam Bradford signing a lot. They completely rehashed the quarterback position, which they badly needed to do. I, I see the Cardinals as like a seven to nine team, but definitely six and 10. I can see
1: yeah i think i think they'll uh they do have um they do have um their i think their offense is a little bit of in transition with sam bradford and if he he has a bad injury history but he's if he somehow gets injured and then um josh rosen takes over it could be a little bit of a drop off as like he uh he uh, it might take a minute take a game or two for him to adjust to the professional game and uh, i think i think they'll be right around like six and ten seven and nine So i think a little bit over. But they do have they do have some tough games at the Rams, um at Minnesota. They do play at the Chargers they do play at the Chargers and I the Cardinals fans, I don't know how I many Cardinals fans nationally, but I don't think they'll be a terrible amount. But they also play at Atlanta too. So I think I think it'll be a little bit rough for them. But uh, I think so I, but I think they'll get I think they'll they're talented enough to get the six and pass.
0: Okay. So we both say over. All right, moving on yeah. to the left Second to the last division, the AFC South. The Jaguars, surprise run to the AFC championship last year. Possibly, probably should have beat the Patriots. Blake Bortles actually played a decent game. But Blake Bortles is back, baby. And the Jags, their over-under is 9. Over, minus 125, under. Minus 105. Justin, Thoughts?
1: I think I think they'll be right around nine and seven. As the quarterback, they're they still Blake Bortles, and he didn't play super great last year. Even and even though they they signed Andrew Noel from the Panthers for, as an as a new star guard, um, I think their offense. I think their defense will have to carry their their uh their defense will have to carry their offense again, and it'll be really hard to stay to stay, stay as healthy as the defense did all last year just by, like, you know, just, like, natural attrition of injuries in football. So I think they could lose a few starters in the games. And I think it'll be a little bit hard for them to get over 10 wins. But I think they will – I think they're going to – I think it's a stay away. I think they're going to be a solid 9-7.
0: I still like Leonard Fournette a lot. Um, I mean, this defensive line is ridiculous. Calais Campbell, Blake Jackson, Marcel Darius. They have Tavon Bryan, the first round draft pick. Um I mean, this defense is really good, just even even without that. Um, I mean, Miles Jack is legit. Um, I'm I'm a big fan of this team. I love the way they're built besides the quarterback. But I, I kind of like the old school way built their defense and run game. Kind of like the Bears, I would think, should be built. And maybe they are built like that now. Maybe that that's the built. The Bears are definitely trending towards they're trying to be like the masters of the midway again with their defense and a big pass rush. This is Jacksonville we're talking about. They were ten and six last year. I think they're better than every team in their division again. Even with Deshaun Watson back in Houston, I think they go five and one in their division. And I like the over for the Jags. So you're saying under? I'm saying over. We are split on that one.
1: I I I think it's a stay away. I think
0: it's a oh that's stay right. Away. Yeah, you said nine and seven. Nine and seven, stay away. I'd like them to get the 10 wins, though. Although their uh, out-of-division schedule is a little rough. They'll beat the Giants week one. Um, The Patriots, that'll be a tough one. But they're at home for the Patriots, at least. Um, The Jets, they can beat. The Steelers will be a little rough, but they have the Steelers' number. They have the Steelers' number, that's for certain. Um, the, The Bills, terrible. Redskins, I think they can beat, and Dolphins, so... I, I think it's very manageable to get the 10. All right, let's move on to the Texans. Deshaun Watson is back. Eight and a half is the over-under. Over, minus 150, under, plus 120. Justin, does Deshaun Watson get the Houston Texans back to the playoffs after a 4-12 and 12 season last year? Or does he get them over eight and a half wins?
1: I think he gets them over eight and a half wins, but their, uh, their offensive line is arguably the worst in the yep. NFL. I think Deshaun Watson gonna be running a whole bunch and he won't get a lot of time, so they're gonna to have to do a lot of like quick passes. And I think their offense could totally uh garbage depending on who they play like. They play de- against good fronts like Denver or Jacksonville or uh or uh some or other creative defenses that try to find their way into into the back into the backfield. So I think that they'll struggle that way, but I think they do have enough talent on defense with JJ Watt coming back. And and I think the defense will keep them. Um, we'll get some turnovers and make it kind of easy for Deshaun Watson a bit.
0: Yeah, I mean they did sign Zach Fulton. Um, he's a decent offensive lineman. Um, Ty- Tyron Matthew, the Honey Badger, is coming to the Texans. If he's healthy, I think that's a pretty solid signing at one year, seven million dollars. But that remains to be seen if he can stay on the field. They re-signed Jonathan Joseph, who's an aging cornerback. But you're right, that offensive line is terrible. It is bad. Um, at plus 120, I and I like Deshaun Watson a lot. And they're going to have to outscore a lot of teams, I think, to win kind of like last year. And I like Bill O'Brien, the coach, actually. I think he's a pretty decent coach when he has the talent to work with. I'm going to say under, though. I think they go 8-8 eight eight this year. Um, what, what was your – you you went over, I, right? Yeah, I said over. Okay. So we're split on that one. All right, let's move on to the Titans. Their over/under is eight, minus one fifteen over, minus one fifteen under. It is everything split down the middle for them right here. Titans last year made the playoffs. Um, do they repeat again? That performance, nine and seven last year, so they just squeaked in and actually beat the Chiefs on the road in the first round, giving Mike Mularkey a nice big firing at the end of the year, or not renewing his contract, yeah. I should say. do the Titans repeat yeah. last year. Can they go nine and seven again?
1: I think that they can. Their uh, their defense is pretty good. They added Malcolm Butler this year, and I think that'll be a. I think that's a good addition for them. And then, um, on, off, on the offensive side, uh, they replaced, uh, Mike Milwaukee with, uh, Matt LaFleur, the, the Rams quarterback coach from mm-hmm. last year. And I think Matt LaFleur can add in some create, some of that Sean McVay, like creativity of, like, uh, of, like a lot of play actions and using, using Marcus, Marcus Mariota's mobility to their advantage and really move him out of the pocket and get him places to succeed. And I think that, uh, I think that is where they will, um, I think that's where they'll they'll ride this year as on offense and I think they can have a balanced offensive unit and um, and I think they can get the nine wins again.
0: Yeah, so this offseason Malcolm Butler signed five year contract, um sixty-one million, thirty guaranteed. Um, they signed Daquan Jones, the defensive lineman, three year deals, twenty-one million, fourteen million guaranteed. They gave Josh Klein the guard. Um, he signed a four year million Four-year contract, $26 million. Deion Lewis got four years, $20 million. Um, so the Titans went all out this offseason, especially draft, addressing the defense line, offensive line, and but then the cornerback and running back from the Super Bowl runner-up Patriots. Um, will they improve i i think yes i i like the over a lot here and minus 115 is pretty good odds i'm gonna say over i think they go i think they can go 10 and 6 and depending on who wins between the jags and titans i think the size of the division so we're both saying over there right
1: yeah yeah they can definitely be they can definitely get back into the wild card again i i, I think this year
0: all right Justin, last team in the afc south the colts over under six and a half over minus 200 under Plus one sixty, Justin. The Colts this off season, spent a three year contract on Danico Autry, the defensive end. Eric Ebron, two years, fifteen million dollars. That one's interesting. Um, otherwise, little offensive lineman signings here and there, but nothing major. Um, this their draft was very strong. Um, just in terms of capital, they had one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten, eleven draft picks, and five in the first two rounds. First round: Quinton Nelson, guard from Notre Dame. I think he's going to be elite. Darius Leonard, linebacker from South Carolina State. Braden Smith, guard from Auburn. Kamoko Toure, DN from Rutgers. Taekwon Lewis, DN from Ohio State. So clearly they went into this offseason and say, we need to improve the offensive line. We need to improve the defensive line. I think it's going to take a little bit of time for them to get there. And with Andrew Luck um, coming back from major surgery, not playing in a long time. And in addition to that, having a very weak wide receiving core besides T.Y. Hilton, it's a bunch of no-namers. Um, I like the under a lot, especially at plus 160. Yes, please. Yeah, they
1: they're, they're, they're whether the season floats or sinks or floats depends on how healthy Andrew Luck is. And he seems decently healthy, but I think it'll take him a while to get back into, into, into elite, into, into elite status. And uh, depending on whether or not it'll, he can do it quickly. will um will really d- depend on how far this team can go. I don't think they'll go to the playoffs, but they can be seven, seven and nine if Andrew Luck is back to his old self, but, I don't think he's going to get there as quickly as probably Colts fans hope for, so I think that he will. I think they'll be six and ten, five and
0: eleven. All right, we're going to move on to the last division now. We're going to wrap this guy up. The NFC South, possibly the more interesting divisions. The Saints, nine and a half is their over/under. Over minus one forty, under plus one ten. Justin, I'm a big fan of the Saints. Um, Teddy Bridgewater was an excellent trade for them to get as a backup. Um, they were a strong team last year. I mean, lost on an insane play to the Vikings. Should have been in the NFC Championship. I think it would have gave the Eagles a much better game as well. I love the Saints. I'm going to say over.
1: Yeah, I'm going I'm to say over, too. I think it will be a little bit tough, though. I think their defense will fall back a little bit this year just from, from – it's really hard to keep up the talent, the level they played at this year. But I think they will – I think they can keep up I – I think they can keep up the momentum because they do play the Ants. They play the AFC North this year, and those do do have some weak teams like Cincinnati and the Browns. And I think those I think can beat up in those teams. And um, I I'm I'm a believer still, so I think I'll go over to I think they'll be ten and ten and six.
0: Okay. My uh, Marvin Ingram or Melvin Ingram's excuse me um, suspended for the first four games for drugs or PDS. Um, just to note. But I love Michael mm-hmm. Thomas as well. I think he's going to have an even bigger year this year. Um, the Panthers over under nine, over plus 160, under minus 200. Norv Turner comes in as the offensive coordinator for the Panthers. And I am still not a believer in Cam Newton um, personally, especially to lead a team to win. Well, I mean, he led them to the Super Bowl, but he lost because he actually faced a good defense. Um, I'm going to say under for the Panthers. I'm going to agree with, um, the money side here at minus 200. I will not be taking that, but I think under as well. I see them at eight and eight, especially in this strong of a division.
1: Yeah. I think that, uh, yeah, the Panthers, uh, North Turner isn't the most inspired choice for offensive coordinator. And I don't know how they're going to like improve on the offense from last year with North Turner who struggled in Minnesota that's why they got uh, that's why they got Pat Shermer to do uh, be the offensive coordinator there. So I think um so I think it'll be hard for them to Northurner like adjust to, like the modern game or whatever. And I think their offense will struggle a bit and with the with this division I think they'll I think they'll be eight and eight
0: for sure. Alright, so we're on the same page there. Um let's move on to the Falcons. Um the just a reminder, last year New Orleans won on a tiebreaker against Carolina. Um, so they end up first in the division. New Orleans, 11 and 5, Carolina, 11 and 5, Atlanta, 10 and 6, Tampa Bay, 5 and 11. So Atlanta, their over under is 9, the over is minus 160, the under plus 130. So I like the Falcons a lot. I think their offense is still elite. Um, Steve Sarkeesian needs to step up his game-calling for sure. Give Julio Jones the ball in the red zone, please. Um, I think they correct some of the errors other ways. Dan Quinn's a very good coach, and he won't allow this much talent to go to waste a second year in a row. I like the over. I see that as 11-5 and five again, or 11-5. You
1: know, I, I think, yeah, I'm very high on them, too. Their offense... They didn't lose barely anything on offense. They added Kelvin Ridley as their third receiver. That's that's a pretty good uh, second third receiver to have to have on your offense with Matt Ryan throwing to you. And their defense is still as good as ever. Vic Beasley and all that all that young talent there. And um, and I think that uh, I think they'll be even. I think they they can definitely improve one game from last year. So I think they'll be I think they'll be next, they'll be fighting neck and neck for the with the Saints for the division. So I think they'll be definitely be ten and six, eleven and five this year.
0: All right. So we're both in agreement so far on the entire division. And then everybody's favorite team to rip on, especially with Jameis Winston doing what he does, which is nothing good on the off the field. Um, Bucks over under is six and a half over plus one thirty, under minus one sixty. Justin, last team to go over um, the Bucks. What what your feelings? Uh,
1: I don't feel I don't, I'm getting like all bad vibes from this team. Dirt, uh, James James Winston out, James Winston's done for, is out for the first three games with the possibility he might even start the fourth. And, and Ryan Fitzpatrick is taking over her, for him, and that's not like the greatest confidence either as like a quarterback running your offense. So that's, that should be concerning. And their defense is, uh, is still pretty okay, but I don't think they just have like the talent level to compete with the rest of the teams in the division at least. I can definitely see them putting a zero and six spot against the against the division this year. And they play the NFC East and the uh, they play the NFC East and the uh, AFC North this year. And they have a lot of strong defensive teams in those divisions, and I think they can shut the offense down pretty, pretty easily and be very frustrating. I think Dirk Cutter could be the first coach fired this year for sure.
0: I, I can't believe Dirk Cutter's still there. I think this is, this team has some potential on the defensive line at least with Jason Paul Jason Pierre-Paul, and um, Vea is their number one draft pick by Vea from Washington. Ronald Jones apparently. A Ronald Jones apparently is a mess at running back he should have won this running back uh, um, competition coming out of training camp but Payne Barber will be their starter and Payne Barber inspire um optimum necessarily for some teams um, I I do not like Tampa Bay 5 and 11 last year I I don't see them improving at all from that record in fact digressing um, I wouldn't want to go to this team right now either as a free agent, which is a problem they've had. So I'm going to say under as well. And Justin, that concludes our AFC NFC over unders. Just a quick um, prediction from you: What is the Super Bowl this year, and who's going to win it? I
1: think it'll be. I think it'll be um, the Super Bowl. I think it'll be Saints over the. Uh, Over the Patriots this year, Patriots get
0: back again. Yeah. So this one's... they just
1: seem to find, they just seem to stumble their way into the Super Bowl. Even though the Patriots seem to find some uh, playmaking on offense for Tom Brady, I just think like, I think just think their their model consistency will just like push them to the Super Bowl again. They'll find a way. They always seem to find a way, and I think uh, I think they'll find a way again this year. But I think the Saints, it's like their year. I think it is definitely their year to shine with Drew Brees, especially on his last legs of his career. And I think, like, another Super Bowl is, like, it feels like it felt destined for them last year a bit and then before the Vikings ripped out their hearts. But, but I, think, uh, I think they'll find that, that motivation again this year and use that as motivation to come back. even. All easy, right. I mean, the Patriots
0: have the easiest path with their division to the number one overall seed again and have home field advantage, which has always been huge for them. This is a tough one for me. Steelers or Jaguars, I feel. I'm going to go steel. I think the Steelers get there this year. I think they do it in the playoffs. I think Big Ben was frustrated with Todd Haley for whatever reason. He'll play with more freedom. This is why I like Big Ben in um, fantasy as well. I think James Washington was a really good addition. I still like that offensive line a lot. I think their defense is very opportunistic, and I look for them to be a little more consistent in their regards. The Steelers is my AFC team. The NFC is a little harder because I agree with you about the Saints a lot, but I don't want to be the same as you. And Aaron Rodgers is back. Will he be healthy? That's the question. Will he be healthy? I don't see Kirk Cousins getting to a Super Bowl. I don't see it. We we talked about it. I'm high in the Falcons. I think Falcons, Steelers, in the Super Bowl, and that'd be a really fun Super Bowl. That'd be a really fun Super Bowl. And I think the Falcons, I, I think the Falcons do it this year. Falcons are my Super Bowl winning team, besides the Lions, because I think the Lions will win it, first and foremost. But mm. if... Uh, just for the viewers and the listeners, um, I will not choose them for this exercise. And instead, the Falcons are my choice. I think they're underrated this year.
1: Yeah, I would say the Rams win the Super Bowl, but I, I just don't trust their, their, um, their pass rushing as much and their linebacker core is not the greatest group. And I think that those type of units tend to get exposed in the, in the playoffs for sure. They definitely got exposed last year against the Falcons who ran up and down against them. But um, And I think something similar could happen this year unless they unless some of the players step up. And I think they can get to the division round for sure and maybe even get to a bye. But they'll have to
0: jump uh, the Vikings. So, Justin, the just Eagles. to recap, the Patriots are plus 550 to win. So, five and a half to one to win the Super Bowl. Your Rams, eight and a half to one, plus 850. The Falcons 15 to 1. The Saints 14 to 1. And then my Lions are 50 to 1 to win. So those are the odds. And those are the over unders for the NFL season. And Justin and I were in agreement on a lot of them, split on a couple, for instance, the Texans. But we want to thank everybody very much for listening in. And we hope we helped you a little bit um, just by giving you our thoughts. Um Justin, thank you very much. Yep. yep I enjoyed it. You, and have a great uh year and good luck to your Rams and uh Lions play the Rams, so I'm sure we'll be betting on that somehow against each other. All right. Yeah. We'll see you, brother.